Attention white people, attention white people, this is another message from one of your own. Hey everyone, it is Lucas. I am recording this on Sunday, June 7th, 2020. And I wanted to do just a quick Oh This Small World to address something I've heard from some, not all, but some of my fellow white people in the last few days. So what I've started to hear from some people is something along these lines. You ready? Something like this. Um, they might say, I fully support Black Lives Matter. I fully support these protests. Maybe I am protesting myself. I believe these protests are long overdue, but we knew there was a but coming. But I hear defund the police. I hear abolish the police. Too much, too much for me. This is what I've started to hear. Uh, It makes me uncomfortable. It's unachievable. It's unrealistic. It's not good in terms of, oh, we've got these people who kind of want to come with us and want to be our allies, but it scares them away, right? So maybe you've heard some things like this. Maybe you think this yourself. And this all got me thinking about a little bit of the history of my own city of Austin, Texas, and specifically something I learned three or four years ago when I was working on a writing project that involved about 200 years of Austin history and started spending time in the Austin History Center and reading about uh, the history of the city where I lived. And I should say I've lived here 14 years. I was not born in Austin. I would like to think maybe had I grown up here, I would have learned this history in school uh, in the 80s and 90s. I kind of doubt it. I'm not sure, but regardless, this was this was new to me. So if you had asked me before I started to look into the history of the city where I lived, why is Austin so segregated? And we're a very segregated city. That is not a controversial statement. I probably would have said gentrification, right? Gentrification. And, uh, you know, that's a good good answer from a a thoughtful liberal person. And uh, gentrification is definitely a problem in Austin, Texas. I don't think anyone would find that controversial either. But of course, uh, the history of segregation in Austin goes back a ways. And this gets into this history I didn't know. So the first thing I didn't know um, until three or four years ago was that Austin, Texas, after the Civil War, was home to 15 freedmen communities. So these were communities started by formerly enslaved people, and they were in different parts of Austin. The most famous one, or one you may have heard of, uh, is Clarksville. And Clarksville, for those of you who are not in Austin, is on the west side of the highway. And typically, and again, I'm painting with a broad brush here, but typically when we think of Austin being segregated, we think of people of color on the east side of the highway and white people on the west side of the highway. Again, obviously, many exceptions painting with a broad brush. So then the question becomes, okay, well, if there were these freedmen communities all over, they were in Clarksville, Wheatville, etc., How did we get so segregated? And the thing that I didn't know about, that I learned about, 
was this 1928 master plan. And this was a city uh, plan that was passed by the all-white city council um, in Austin in 1928. And basically what they said is, well, we don't want to have to duplicate all of our public services everywhere in Austin so that they can be segregated, right? We don't want to have, you know, the white park here and the black park here and the white school here and the black park and the black school here and do that all across Austin because that's, you know, that's uh, too much money, blah, 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 blah. Um, So what we're going to do instead is we're going to create a black district, a separate district for black Austinites, and have all of the public services that black people can use over there, right, Um, in this district on the east side of town. So, you know, the black schools, the black parks, et cetera, et cetera. So if you want to access any of those services, you and you are black, you need to go over to the black district, right? So this was you know, enshrining segregation into um, Austin, Texas. And if you read this document, and we will put it in the episode notes, um, and you weren't aware of it before, your 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 jaw might might drop because it's uh, it's pretty shocking and striking. It's not that shocking and striking when you think of the long history of slavery and segregation in the United States, but it's it's still shocking um, nonetheless. So we will put that up. And, um, okay, so what does this have to do with, with abolishing the police, defunding the police? So here's the thing. There have been people who have been working on the idea of defunding the police um, for years and years and years. I am not one of those people, right? Um, so I'm not going to give you all of the reasons why that is the right way to go. Although the more I've read and listened, it does make a lot of sense to me. Um, But we're going to leave that for another time, right? Because I'm not the expert there by any stretch of the imagination. But what it got me thinking is when we talk about radical ideas, extreme ideas, right? Nothing is more extreme and radical than something like the 1928 Master Plan, which said to Black Austinites, you must move to preserve segregation, which is crazy, everyone. That is nuts. That is radical. That is extreme, right? And, you know... If you're in if you're in a car accident, right, and you're badly injured and you have internal bleeding, right, the solution would not be to give you an Advil, right? That that would not be the solution to the problem because you have a solution that is in proportion to the severity of the problem, right? So when you read about things like the 1928 master plan that helped create so many of the problems we are still experiencing in terms of white supremacy and segregation and all the rest, 
you need to be thinking big, right? Big problem, big solution. And so I would just encourage all of my fellow white people, rather than saying too radical, too extreme, too this, too that, take a breath (laughs) and uh, really listen to what is being said rather than immediately going into, oh, no, 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 we have to moderate in terms of this, that, and the other thing. Because moderation did not get us into this situation, and moderation will probably not get us out.